fucking with yeah, the... Yeah, I was like, I don't have... Yeah, are you going to play with the effects okay. the whole time? Whoa, so, whoa, 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 whoa. so right now, um, uh, I am... We are making we're, a, yeah. we're making yeah. a hideous mistake. Yeah, we're, we're, we're <laughs> pouring dare you? nine this locos. Is... And uh, for those <laughs> unfamiliar with nine locos... Uh, they are a four logo with a five hour energy. In them. Oh God! Well, we've got notes. So we'll we'll keep this brief. We're gonna pound yeah. these fuckers and pound this episode <laughs> so, out. So pounding some nine locos and talking about some <laughs> Woo! wrestling. Fucking men punching each other. Mm. By the way, why are you screaming Sorry. into the microphone that is two inches from your face? <laughs> and copyright claimed. Let's start no the show. No one knows what that's from. Hello, welcome to Fight Forever. Uh, this is your boy Colin speaking, who uh, is back from the brink of dead. It was, it was, <laughs> praise be, it was a miraculous recovery. The Lazarus pit made a miraculous recovery. Yeah, of my knee, which... Could have killed I, him somehow, yeah, I don't know. It could have killed me. I was dead. People have died from stupider injuries. We did no. talk about putting you down like a horse, maybe making some Colin glue. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got plenty of Colin st- glue for you, baby. <laughs> oh, something, something stuck on you, pun. <laughs> this is Fight Forever, the most fanciful fight sports podcast in the universe. universe in universe, the universe. universe. In the universe. Fake That's fighters. what we've been told. Shit. Fake fighters fighting fake fights. Nine locos. We need to contact them aliens and see if this is true. God, that is so sugary. <laughs> Fuck. Sound off. I feel like I've got sugar on my teeth. I'm Colin Phillips. <laughs> and I'm Dan. <laughs> and I'm Zach. And uh, Dan has uh, threatened us with a good time here on today's episode. And he brought us uh, nine locos. So we're... Uh, we, so we for got, we got for the anybody good... who doesn't know, should, should we elaborate as to what a nine locos is? I mean, is? we just... It's probably in the intro. I'm, it's okay. fucking... Oh, well, I, may, I don't know I how much he's going to cut or cut. I don't know. Do you listen to the things I say? <laughs> Do you listen to the podcast, Dan? I do, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, well, I mean, he when can't, I he can't listen to this one life. just yet because well, it's not out. I'm sure everybody's excited. He can listen to it in real time yeah. while we're making it with so, him. <gasps> so let's get down to brass tacks, boys. Uh, there was a lot of wrestling this weekend. Yeah. There was a lot and of wrestling. Lot Dallas, of so we're Dallas just was breeze through this fucker. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's It's been a breezy, busy week of wrestling here in Dallas, and uh, we saw a good bit of it. Yeah, Dallas was a uh, a busy little hoe for wrestling this week. We had Raw on Monday. We had NXT, didn't we? Nope. No, we didn't. NXT came before. Oh, it was okay. uh, it was before, but it was Raw. And then it was, it was fucking New Japan, and, and then it's uh, Impact, and then uh, here we go. And that's a that's a good little Midsummer's Night uh, Suplex. It's a nice little like pop up of stuff. To Midsummer cr- Night Suplex. I couldn't no. think of anything. No, that's Midsummer's a, uh, Night's DDT. Um, that almost the assonance is a little better with that. Yeah, I I, I guess Shakespeare themed wrestler. What's his finisher? Go. Um. Uh, um. A Midsummer's Night Dreamsicle Slam. Okay. Um, I think it's just a cutter called Poor Yorick. Ah, Poor Yorick. I was. I just. I figured someone would go for the Ooh, Tempest. King Lear Leglock. Boom. Oh, Nailed it. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's there good. you go. Um, worms meat. <laughs> we'll call it Juliet, and you fake dead for five minutes, and the other person kills themselves. 
That that by the way <laughs> is my favorite quote from Romeo and Juliet. Is a uh, old homeboy. I forgot his fucking name, but he's like old homeboy. Hast, yeah, uh, Mercutio. Mercutio says, uh, "Thou hast made worms meat of me." As uh, he gets killed by Romeo. Dude, fucking worms meat's badass. I smell a death metal band name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking my old band, Ragged Stagger, had a song mm, called drop. Worms Meat. Um, was it because it sounded badass or was it uh, a Shakespeare Fuck reference? yeah. It was like, so terrible you'd want to die. I mean, it was a little bit of both. It's just because like I'm such a, a theater gay. Yeah, pretensions, <laughs> illusions at pretension at uh, refinement. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're an art metal band, so I make metal things out of theater. All right, there. Calm down. An art metal band. That just means That we... doesn't sound like a nine loco good time. All right. I said that we were going to breeze through this, and we're already fucking around. Well, sorry. So, we got a lot of... We got right, a so lot of... I got a half of four loco to get Do we want to start with... All right, here's we got. He's got a thing. Okay, let's start. Oh, yeah. I got some hey. notes, buddy boy. Hey, he, no. We'll, he'll talk us through it. T- right. Talk into the mic. Talk is... No. Look at the yeah. mic. Move the mic. Move the mic if you want. Put the mic in the center. There you go. So, sorry, I'm emulating um, the noises my child makes. First of all, uh, let's let's just get right to it. Let's just talk where the fuck we were the other night, Saturday oh, night. Where were we Saturday night, Jins? Uh, I'll tell you have, where. We already came home. No, oh. you mean Saturday afternoon? Yes. Okay, <laughs> yes. Saturday midday, post noon, prior to nine p.m. We were at the American Airlines Center watching what? The G1 Climax. The G1 I just opening day. So New Japan Pro Wrestling came to Texas for the first time, and it was awesome. It, it was, was amazeballs. Fucking amazing. It's my dream come true. It's all I really wanted. Like, I, I fucking, when they when they announced this shit at Wrestle Kingdom, I called these guys up, and I'm like, motherfuckers, I'm buying tickets. <laughs> Buy them. Just do this. <laughs> which one <of> you, <laughs> we're about to find out which one uses some ride or dies, motherfuckers, because I'm going to go watch some Japanese men slap the fuck out of each other. Hey, Who's getting hey, in with me? There was two, there was two there, Brits. <laughs> There was two Brits and a Kiwi thing and a Texas boy. Thank there you. There was a Texan. Yeah, <laughs> no. there was, there was no, a Kiwi. Yeah. So it was it was two super Br- awesome. Before we dive into the actual <laughs> two, events of that. Two Brits and a Kiwi is what they call their cock and balls. <laughs> we, that's a shirt we need to make. <laughs> All right. So before we went Saturday, we actually went on Friday to an awesome, cool meet and greet. And do it. Uh, got to meet which guys? We got to meet. Uh, oh, do you, we got to meet Liger. Okay, Thunder got, Liger or Jushin, Jushin Liger. Jushin Thunder Liger. We got Ooh. Tetsuya Naito, uh, Tomohiro Ishii, Ooh, and uh, the people. Ace of the Universe and the Ace of My Heart, Hiroshi Tanahashi. It was really cool. We all got photos with all our guys. It was very very nifty. It was really fun. And uh, so that was super cool. And then I uh, got to watch the press conference, which most of which we didn't understand because you know, of course, Japanese. Yep. And the uh, five or six guys that spoke English did a great job. Woo. It was really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my favorite was Juice coming up and saying, eh, we're going to give him hell. I'm going to give him hell. But enough of this horse race bullshit. We know that that's not what y'all want to hear here because we're the most fanciful five sports podcast here, here. on the internet. So let's talk about what our experience was in person doing this shit. First of all, what I want to hear about is Will Ospreay versus Lance Archer. That hometown boy. How did we feel about old Tramp Stamp, no longer Tramp Stamp? <laughs> All right, so for the record, in case anybody's out of it, Lance Archer's the Texas guy. Wall Spray, of course, the Brit. But super cool match. Very Lance Archer's kind of a D-bag, but it 
he was less I mean, d baggy ish because he's in Texas. He's our kind of yeah. d bag. He's our kind of boy with a giant. He's d bag with a capital cross deep. tattoo that's blacked out a tramp stamp on his lower back and shaved the sides of his head like he's some kind of band out of Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome it looking really, ass it world. It really, really was some Beyond Thunderdome shit. And he came out and it almost reminded me of like Steph McMahon, like she's gonna ride out on a Harley hugging on to Triple H kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and the Steph did it better if we're being honest. <laughs> but yeah. the cool part it was it was a great match. Uh, and Osprey. it finished with the most brutal possible submission known to man. Look, oh. <laughs> I'm talking <laughs> some old school Texas sportatorium fucking Von Eric Claw. Von Eric Claw. It was it was pretty fucking amazing, and I think a lot of people figured this might happen because this is like Will Ospreay, the greatest wrestler in the world, coming off his greatest year. Like, he's, he's he did New Japan Cup. This is a rematch from New Japan Cup, so it was like a real fucking, like, oh, we'd seen it once before, and we were excited. But we now just we're came seeing off, it on the other side of the pond. We just came off of Super Juniors, and we're seeing this on the other side of the pond in his hometown. So it's like, okay, we'll beat him once. This is probably Lance's time to get the win. Yeah. Um, it's a hometown, you know. Yeah. Lance, um, it's really fascinating what they do with Lance because he's like uh, – they they plan out these tournaments ahead of time. They're, the math is really intricate, yeah, yeah. right, about who wins what and whatever, so it all works out in the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. You gotta Lance is a pretty excellent guy to use as a spoiler. He'll get a couple of big wins to shock and to start. And then um, fizzle out. <laughs> yeah, and he'll fizzle out. So so a guy like Osprey, who's better on the chase, is like on behind the eight ball the entire tournament. So and then that makes him forward. turn up the fire. Yes, yeah. exactly. So it it, it worked perfectly. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Will has any problems doing the favor for him. He also doesn't have any problems. And taking the claw! Again, and the claw. <laughs> that man real. has a family, and he took the claw. <laughs> he took the claw. It was fucking incredible. I don't know how well that plays outside of Dallas, but uh, by God. Dude, it's, it's an easy pop This here. was, I mean, according to several people here, uh, Lance Hoyt slash Archer, this was his single greatest match ever. I would probably agree. He's been he's been in a couple of G1s before, and he's had some good yeah. showings. But if I recall, I think not this like was the it. last five years or so. Oh, no, it's been quite a yeah, while because he's, but... he's been a tag guy for a good little bit. But, yeah. But, I mean, and he even, like, looked like he had solid amount in the gas tank. The match went. It was pretty much kind of keep going going and he, he even did some decent aerial stuff no I mean, he's not aerial i should say but well, at least high off the top a couple, rope a like couple of spanish flies kind of walking to, across yeah. the rope like some kind of dominating osprey which was cool the part i didn't enjoy but i understand why was the people behind us that were like usa usa and i'm like i get it it's fourth of july so okay, if but, you get but uh, i will say i think that the crowd in dallas was fucking great this and a lot of people online are saying are complimenting this fucking yes. crowd. Yeah, because it was we did yeah. Good boy. Okay, let, let's 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 crack open. We tooted and we tooted. Let, let's crack open the crowd for a minute here because <sighs> okay. Uh, I actually I when I saw it, I'm like, why they book the AAC? There's tons of venues that they could do in this town that would work better, and that's true to a point. There's a lot of mid range five six eight less you know high, but not quite ten thousand yeah, seat yeah. venues. But they aren't bowls. True. This, this is this is a hard town for that kind of setup. Because like, yeah. oh yeah, they go to Bomb Factory, but it's like how much how much does the backstage yeah. setup right? So it's like you have the AAC, you have the Kate Bailey Hutchinson Center, the convention, which they probably should have done because that would fit. Um, 
and that's kind of about it. Like, we need a Bronco yeah, Bowl. No, yeah, we need, we a, need a, a fucking sportatorium. That's yeah, what we fucking need. Now more than ever. But this crowd, home. this crowd, yeah, there was not quite 5,000 of us there, but goddamn if we didn't try to fucking fill the rafters. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. It, was, it didn't, again, people online were like, you know, it looked kind of like hell. It looked like they sold like shit. But you would not know. No, yeah, it was if you were listening. Lots of people. I mean, the lines were wrapped out around the door to get to take a piss, buy yeah. a shirt, get food, whatever. And because it's it was it was a very New Japan crowd in that there were like two instances of the clap, 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 Super Dragon, like the very indie American indie chants were not there. I went to Impact, you know, the the day after yeah, yeah. they were lousy with it. This was a New Japan crowd. Wanting to act like a New Japan crowd. No, yeah, like everybody knew what to, to see do a New Japan person. show. Yeah. Yes, yeah. lots Dave of polite Meltzer claps. Actually, said that this was the closest thing in America that you could possibly get to that. There's some closer versions of that in the UK, but this was actually a pretty nicely behaved New Japan proper crowd. Well, no, this and like even one. even Will and Katie who've been to New Japan, they've seen it twice in Cali. They've been to Japan. Yeah, twice they've seen, seen it, it in like, Japan. Yeah, they've they've been. Legit they went there. to a like, Wrestle Kingdom. No, like they're, this was awesome. Like they had no complaints. They didn't mm. overly like. Oh, this wasn't a very good. You know, like no, like, this just is a good time. And this this reminds me of uh, when New Japan went to the West Coast, which they would have seen. Yeah, yeah. When they went to Walter Pyramid, and like they didn't quite get two thousand people into that. They got like two thousand yeah. people. Well, that was the thing the first try, and each time yeah, they're was getting the first bigger thing, yeah. and more, and yeah. Uh, but it, it's it's a crowd who it may not necessarily fill up the arena, but goddamn, they're there to have a good yeah, time, they, and, and they're there to play their parts in in the in the context of the show because outside of like. A couple of Bullet Club people, everyone got polite cheers. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think there's anybody who is booed that wasn't like, I don't know who this is. Well, uh, no, we we all know. blew Jay White because that's the point. He's a bad guy. We're supposed I, to I do like it. And I think that what's kind Switch of fight. amazing. Switch um, fight. There's, there's a moment that nice I even purpose. watched back on. And uh, Okada and Tanahashi just taking that moment as soon as the bell rings. And you really let it sink in that these two are right the fuck in front of you in the flesh on the other fucking side of the planet they're here now yeah well, that was just pretty it's, it's super cool just to think of like i mean listening to podcasts about old timers like watching old clips of wrestling guys like to think 20 years ago this would not have ever happened like to think of how many guys mm. from another country that are masters at their craft coming here that don't even speak the language and they can I mean, not quite pack a house, but they have enough draw better than, you but know. But not only that, they can tell one fuck of a story. Yeah, with that no words. we follow and we, you know, cheer on. Well, the, these I, fucks from Dallas, Texas are... I think that you know, was the fascinating part because this crowd, us, especially like me, whatever. I'm sorry, I was probably yelling at everyone like an idiot. I saw Dan look at me a couple of times out the corner of his eye like... Okay, all right. Yeah. You real Good times we're having. It's fine, yeah. Yeah, Fred, Dan didn't chant and we're over here like fucking screaming. Go ace! Hey, I yelled go ace many a time. You totally I, did. You did. I regretted not buying the ace little scarf banner thing. Yeah, I those little rally <laughs> towels. Maybe, maybe those are cool. Um What was super fascinating about this, again, talking about the storytelling, what actually worked in having such an intimate crowd and intimate I mean small but having such a small crowd making the experience so intimate um, in an arena not suited for it um, was that you had people really key into the little things like this yeah. is 
This is the 14th time Okada and Tanahashi have had a single match. I didn't realize it was that much. I only wow, counted yeah. 11, uh, but they were like, they're 5-5-3. Five, five, and three. So they're past the point where they're having even matches. Like, they've had yeah. the thing, whatever. Okada is pretty clearly ahead now, and Tanahashi is like a good number two and is like everyone's sentimental favorite, but isn't necessarily like going to be the top guy. Yeah. But they're, it, that's a perfect point for them to go, we're here in Dallas. We're going to have a 20-minute sprint. We're just going to play the favorites. Not overstay our welcome. Done. No, yeah, it's Perfect. Like, it's a it's a band coming to town, and they're playing their greatest hits. And exactly, yeah, exactly what you want, and you've got no qualms Do it. with it. No, and then Don't play like, the new album. Play what we what we want to hear. And then Sonata and Zack Sabre, which I'm glad you got to see a Zack Sabre match live. Well, and the other end of, yeah, with with a very technical match. It wasn't the bombastic main event. No, it was Okada. it was one man trying to escape a fucking quicksand pit of holds of this other fucking noodle man. And I was like, Spaghetti noodle. Yeah. This, this you cretin. Yeah. You, you cretin. <laughs> it was this, you know, really good technical Japanese wrestler who's probably most improved in New Japan against Gumby. And <laughs> it, was, it was 100%. Noodle Man Gumby. It was 100% Gumby. And, like, I've seen, I followed Sonata when he was in TNA. And I know he's had a pretty solid experience of working in the United States. And I've seen Zack Sabre who does this shit, and I know Colin likes this MMA stuff, and watching just these cycling holds go back and forth and counters not fucking stopping, but the fact that a crowd in Texas who I don't, you know, is a solid wrestling crowd, but I don't Caught know what, if you do expect every beat, every fucking beat and shot up one of the most, like, it, it pulled you in one of the most moments, um, one of the most engrossing moments in this entire show w- was watching Sonata finally eke that that win out after like twenty five minutes. <laughs> the crowd jumped up; everyone was just so pulled in. I'm like, I can't believe I can't. Well, it's, I can it's believe like that they did somebody this. Push like a boulder up a hill. You're like, come on, come you, on, you can do it. One day you'll get there. God was, damn. And the fact that the crowd was so yeah. with him every step of the way, and there were like all the. I can't talk about every match. I could, I could, and I would love to, but Colin's not gonna let me talk about every match. But the crowd was so there for every single person, including the young lions. And I'm like, yes, please come back. <laughs> hey, I don't... one of them got clawed. By God, he had a family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn. Not to, and let's just. Know, yeah. we're, Is we're... he okay? Is he in the hospital? Like everyone, <laughs> you would think, but no, they don't have time. Is Osprey all right? <laughs> <laughs> we got a show. We got a show in Hokkaido to meet, make in a week, brother. So you, they're no They did bring out time. a bag of ice for him as soon after he was gone. So. Okay. I think he that reduced the swelling. That, yeah, that does away with all CTEs. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> it fixes it. <laughs> a I, bag of ice, but just bam, boom. bam, hey, magic. Fine. Get to work. No, it's cool. It was a gimmick. Russell chair. tomorrow night on SmackDown. I mean, um, <laughs> so I, by the way, I uh, I don't want to glo- gloss over the fact that we had Kenta's re-debut, but I have to because it was just okay. Jesus. No, 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 no. I'm going to. I'm just saying there was so much in the show that that also happened. And uh, oops, sorry, we can't really talk about it because goddamn, there was too. If you want to talk about it, no, nah, it's fine. I mean, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying like, if you really want to talk about it, then go on Facebook Live, bitch. Because <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm moving the fuck on. I'm just saying, <laughs> pretty quick that moving was, for a guy who blew out that of was, me. <laughs> for for whatever you can say about the weakness in the advertising or the potentially uh, slightly disappointing to over expectation, overinflated expectations, ticket sales. That was a great show. And yeah. I'm, I was a once-in-a-lifetime event, and I goddamn, I hope they come back. 
Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I think they will, and it was awesome, and I expect next time we'll have even more people. So but even if they don't, hot fucking damn, that was definitely a great opportunity. Yes. So, uh, moving on, fucking, uh, I think that it, we'd be foolish to neglect to mention uh, the power shift in WWE. <gasps> um, and what I would like to... Oh, right. Oh, right. You're Gaijin wrestling. You're yes. inferior Englishman. You're terrible so, American wrestling. I'm not I'm not caught up on WWE, honestly. Same. And honestly, I, I just... Thirdsies. Since <laughs> since Saudi... That's why we keep um, banks around. I haven't been... Uh, I haven't really been paying attention. No, I think that's very intentional. Just, you should yeah, be. I haven't... I just haven't felt good about watching it in a long time. Agreed. And I don't think that anything really that exciting is happening. I mean, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, eh. Yeah, they're, so they're capitalizing on it with merch, and then the big shift is the they, yeah, they, they managerial. So, Heyman and Bischoff, moment. though, that yeah. is kind of bringing about this uh, excitement and buzz within old-school wrestling fans going, holy shit, this could be the beginning of the Attitude Era. And really what I want to talk about is less... WWE, in yeah. that sense, yeah. Uh, what I want to talk about is AEW. Sure. And let me uh, really clarify here: Has Bischoff and Heyman taking charge taken the wind out of the sails of the hype of AEW, along with a lackluster Fighter Fest? Uh. So, Fighter Fest has its had its issues. Like, I don't. I'm not into the Joshi's yet. Like, they're adorable girls, and I'm sure they they. I can tell they fucking work hard. But like, there's still more. There's still more stuff they can do. I know, Colin, you were a little underwhelmed with the Janela Moxley match. I understand. But are they suffering? Is AEW right now suffering? From not having a long-standing storyline? Uh, I don't know. Because they keep having these one-off shows, and they're really only building, what, a feud between Moxley and Omega? Well, and then Jericho, and that's it? Well, Like, he, none of the undercard is really... It's all purposeless right now. Well, it... it that's it's but true. To speculate. I wonder if that's only until they actually get the the television series into the fall because I feel like when the TV show comes on like TNT, then it makes a lot more sense for them to have stories in the week to week because right now it's this sporadic. Hey, we're gonna watch somebody fight, and then in this case, the most frequent is gonna be this back to back from Fighter Fest to this one fight for the Fallen, which is two weeks. Then after that, it's another month. Yeah. So th- I mean. Are we for waiting too long, though? I mean, WWE is rolling shit out, but also, right now. also, you could argue that they just they they need to pump the brakes. WWE could slow down and actually tell a story, and AEW is like, look, if people will watch that dribble, then okay, they'll watch us for a moment because they know at least we have quality wrestling and a variety of people. And when it becomes a real show. That's when hey, we're starting from scene one, day one. Are of the you season. still excited? I am, but it's because it's an actual good alternative. I think WWE that's, has set the bar so low that anything, yeah, it's like literally anything is better. That's that's a hundred percent the deal. Because sure, I can nitpick Fighter Fest. Like, I'm getting kind of sick of the uh, being the elite comedy sketch. Like, <gasps> Le- Leva Bates as but, the librarian is making me pull no, yeah, my fucking annoying. hair out. Like, 
Like, I like Peter Avalon for dumb reasons, but, like, I, I don't like the librarians. They're apparently committed to him. I fucking hate that shit. Like, it feels kind of aimless in the undercard. They're not doing a whole lot. Like, outside of, like, there's no undercard programs, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. WWE has years of resentment to overcome. Like, and I don't think putting Bischoff and Heyman is going to fix all that because, no, it sure, won't. I think Smarks, the internet wrestling community, yeah, likes yeah. Heyman, but the man's 54 years old. And it's also, a, it's a fundamentally backwards looking move. Well, and the other thought is like, okay, so in Vince's mind, who's what, 70 some, putting a 50 year old, man, I'm so progressive and hip and with it. And you're really not, though. That's you're just, the thing. It's like the blind leading the blind by people who are not in the cutting edge now, the internet age. Yeah, there was internet back in the day of the Monday Night Wars, but it's in its I, fledgling infancy. I don't really want, I don't want to take anything away from Heyman because the man is very smart and as good as what he does. And I think we'll put out already in his one week of running raw quote unquote made some notable changes for that made some for some good segments like last week it opened up with a fucking bananas fucking uh, false count anywhere match between Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley where they crashed through the fucking set and it was fucked up the whole night and they kept talking about it and referencing it and there's a logical consistency and um, an appreciation for continuity that the, they were talking to like there's some actual things that people have been clamoring so for for things so long. that you know yeah, haven't been done have in a hot minute yeah. done because Vince is fucking losing his fucking mind like but the, i mean but my question then is with everything with Vince it's like how long until he decides okay now my hands are back in the you know the kitchen and then you burn the well, soup well so here's you know. the 100% the deal uh, dark twitter rumblings take oh, it for what you will do 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 um twitter Apparently, yeah, Twitter after dark. Twitter nights. Have you, have you ever set Twitter to night mode, by the way? 100%. First chance I got, I did. Yep. It's much Perf- better on it's your eyes. Fucking anyway, incredible. what were you going to say? Um, uh, the, Shout the, out to Twitter. The, the secret dark rumblings is that Vince is actually starting to get dementia. Like, and whatever. It's sad. It's somebody's grandpa and his whatever. All that shit aside. Yeah. You know what fixed Sim- that? Sympathy One super kick to the head via Shawn Michaels. Uh, I, I, a bag I, of ice might fix it. I heard me, it click your CTEs. Let me, yeah. let me, let me take. I, I From see, the Japanese doctors. I I One good call, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see your bet, and I raise the fact that a 76-year-old man took a headbutt from Kevin Owens last year. It's probably not good and for his And he still brain. didn't blow out both quads. Um, but. Uh, I think the fact that he's he's delegating this responsibility um, means that this company is he's 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 having to step back and like things are having are going to have to change. Like I don't know if he's going to be capable of doing this shit anymore. Like he's actually taking quite a long time, relatively speaking, on this XFL project. When the a when the AAF, which I now have a connection to, well, so you, you, you do. You have an inside line. You're going to get us at the yes. Dallas at the Dallas Hitman's. The, da- no, the Dallas. No, how Pres- dare you? It is Dallas just the Dallas XFL. The They're Dallas, going with a football club type type name. Just the city. That's it. The Dallas Presidential Assassins. There's no names. Lead. No, they don't have. They did away with all the cheesy names. The Dallas Lee Harvey Oswalds. <laughs> the damn it, boy. The Dallas Oswalds. The Dallas Claws. <laughs> um. I think the I think the, the fact that he's Air. taking his time, relatively speaking, and this time already the AF's already imploded and it's dead. I think the fact that he's delegating to guys like Bischoff and Heyman. Listen, I'll drink that shit if you don't. I finished mine off. I'm fucking pumped. <laughs> I'm half I'm fucking done. psyched, man. Colin's over here nursing a knee and a drink. 
I, I'm I, like, ugh. it's just so sugary. So sugary. <laughs> in my veins. Give it to me. You're cut I, I mean, off the, the sugar foot. The fact Please that he's take like, some. <laughs> I've got what the doctors call sugar foot. <laughs> I think the, I fact, the doctor's <laughs> taking my foot in the mar. <laughs> I think, Ooh, I think the fact that he's delegating this and taking his time as XFL, we see something where he may finally, at 77, 78 years old, finally moving on to the next generation. Hey, how dare you? He's still young enough to run for president, okay? <laughs> oh, God. Jesus Christ. I, he, no, would I not, he wouldn't do that to his close Here's my question, though, or, or, or my comment, I feel like. It's it's too little too late. I think people who have wanted WWE to be better for so long now have an actual opportunity for something better. So and AEW. that comes in the form of AEW and also New Japan with him splicing into America. It's not great yet, but give it They're time. working on it. They're planting yeah. the seed. Japanese companies working in a new market is yeah, going to be yeah. frustrating. No. But these, these companies have time. They have time to figure it out because WWE has worked up so much ill will for so long. I think they can afford to make a couple of mistakes. No, yeah, definitely. Well, I I want to offer the uh, alternate perspective here, Please. though, uh, ultimately on AEW. Um, I think WWE, um, yeah, is is still a shit product, and I'm not really interested, even with new uh, the heads on this monster. I believe yeah. the Japanese like, term is shichao. Yes. <laughs> um, it's a shih tzu. It's a breed of dog. Oh, my mistake. I'm not... I'm still not going to watch WWE. Agreed. But Same. here's my problem with AEW right now. To me, it's almost like Lack of the a claw. new restaurant opening. And I caught, you know, the first one, double or nothing, and I went, hmm... This tastes pretty good. That's a spicy meatball. Yeah. And then I tried to go back to the next one, and sure. I was like, uh, the, the kitchen's running a little slow. The waiter's uh, not doing so hot and is kind of in the weeds the whole time. And I just want to say that maybe I just need to give it a few months before I come back. Yeah, that's probably a good call because, like, I they they have a lot going on. They have... Cody Rhodes doing these very old school NWA matches that everyone loves. Well, and that's and the issue. You, Nothing's taking an exact tone. I'm getting yeah, it's a lot. It's a hush pot. Yeah. It's, it's a hodgepodge. It's, it's, it's a buffet. You pick what you like, and you're offering a lot, but there's no real something to dive your teeth into. I agree with you that Double or Nothing was more memorable, but I feel like it had to be more memorable because that is your first shot to the public. That's your first time to say, "Look, this is our meat and potatoes. Sink on in." Fighter Fest was a free pay-per-view. Yes, they did it as a publicity hype. Hey, guys, look, we're giving you something for free. Yeah, check it out. Because well, they're, they're trying they're, to tie it in the gaming community. Fight for the fall. And yeah. say what you will, though, about WWE, but something that I can credit them for is still, even if they don't have continuity, they still have consistency within the product. That's true. There is a whack. WWE <laughs> style of wrestling and a yeah, WWE but... style of storytelling versus right now in AEW, it's I'm getting disjointed. Yeah. I'm getting hodgepodge. I'm getting the Japanese fight. You're, you're going to get, yeah, you're, you're going to get Joshi's and then if, you're going to get Cody Rhodes in this throwback If I'm playing NWA. devil's advocate, how much of that is them finding their footing because they are taking a sampling internationally? And I feel like that's kind of like, look, okay, we had Double <laughs> well, or Nothing. That's great. Fighter Fest, eh, uh, Fight for the Fallen might be a little better, but I think this next one, All or Nothing, they're going to definitely have a, a stronger foot because it's your paid But it's got purview. the problem, though, that TNA has, which is 
There is not somebody uploading the internet while a live pay per view stream is going on. <laughs> there's not because <laughs> that happened, folks. <laughs> there's not a consistent tone. Um, TNA felt like an indie, and that's why it never got to the same caliber. I think. Well, if you want to watch that and Dixie Carter. If you want to watch a good indie, just uh, go on Twitch and watch uh, Russell Circus in Austin. Here's the... Yes, yes. I'm not going to say this is not true. 100%. I think there's time for them to figure that out. Uh, But again, that is is 100% a problem, and I don't want to gloss over that. Yes. They have... They do have till October to start kind of figuring out how they want to do this. They haven't even figured out their commentary table. And that, in and of itself... Okay, okay. Two shows in. Two shows in. But hold on. Keep that in mind. Hold on, though. Vince McMahon, say what you will about the fucker. He's a great commentator. Well, how much of a control freak he is, but he was in that booth. No, yeah. And he has a particular style, and you can always see the role... That the person in so the what, booth you want, okay. do, So do what? Do you want Tony Khan in there, like trying to yeah, that's spill the, the this beans? Is, this and is, this is the issue, company? though. What I'm getting out of the commentary for AEW right now is I'm getting a PWG show plus Jim Ross going. I'm here too. Okay, well, uh, and I right. smell like barbecue. I it's a barbecue flavored PWG. I a hundred percent agree. PWG brand barbecue by Rick. By I 100% agree that they are trying to put too clock. much peanut butter in their hot sauce. Like, this is not... The, it, it's. I think I've got Excalibur running both color and play-by-play. And, Jim and then Ross, I've got two dudes. I've got one dude who I don't even fucking remember his name. Who's boy. just... Yeah, I, I, so, I don't have a personality. I, I'm just going to give I'm statistics. A, a, I, I commentate fighting games. And then you have Jim Ross who's like, well, uh, fucking uh, goddamn uh, Southwest Midwestern wrestling. I can't even think. Bill Watts. Oklahoma. Thank you. Sorry, it took me a second. I've had how many glasses of this shit? How many five locos have I had now? Two? Seven locos. It's been a long Monday, guys. <laughs> Let me just say. Raw, brother. I got up at 11 o'clock. I think you're <laughs> speeding now because you were like talking faster they, okay. i've had i probably have seven and a half hours of energy inside me guys <laughs> good you'll be ready for the bill watts oh no, i'm no. jim ross all right. All right. so so i will give you that it is disjointed it is a little all over they the have place. tone problems they have yeah 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 but i feel like out. again i have to chalk it up to like i do with any new television show because ultimately that's what it's gonna it be it takes two it's, seasons for them uh, yeah. to find their voice i my my rule with watching tv if i'm gonna try a new show i give it three episodes if by the third episode you kind of or fourth episode you kind of haven't figured it out just yeah. slightly i can kind of sense you Thank have you. an idea of what yeah, the fuck's exactly. going on then I might bail out, but I have hope for them because I think it is a product for nerds by nerds. It's markfest.com. turning on AEW because Bischoff and Heyman are there in WWE is going, we're listening, boys. So, uh, uh, boy, I don't leave leave this indie shit behind, Mark. But here's Come my, on back. But here's I, my thing. I think it is, it's a, it's a blowing smoke up to your ass because I think in reality Bischoff and Heyman are not actually going to have the ECW, WCW days. You're never going to get the Attitude Era back. Sorry. WWE is too ingrained in its family-friendly product. Even though they're in bed with killers or murderers in the Far East, it doesn't matter because 
you want some shit that it's okay for parents to turn your TV on and watch put on for your kids mindlessly because it doesn't matter that stories are there because the stories aren't there. Oh, hey, look, this guy fought that guy, and it doesn't matter if he lost this week or last week or whatever. It's just it's it's like watching but the Looney stories Tunes. Stories aren't here for AEW yet. Yet, they, but not the thing is, they're new. Weekly TV. It's also like you're asking yeah, a you're asking it's a been two months. Yeah. You're asking, two shows. I feel like you're asking a toddler to put together a full sentence. Dan, Dan, when's your child going to come on this show and host? Six, when he is six. Get and he can JoJo tell me in names. here to fucking give us a sentence. Talk the co- problem is about his, wrestling. his favorite wrestler is no longer wrestling. What's his favorite wrestler? Batista. Oh, because he's Filipino. He's I half get Filipino. it. I get it. Okay. Yeah. That makes He also, okay, side rip, sidebar. Rip, rip Batista. I do like that Batista actually told all the Fast and Furious franchise basically F off. I want to make good movies. <laughs> Which I'm like, that's ballsy coming from you, bro. Yeah. I mean, he did a great job in Blade Runner, and I'm proud of he him. He totally did. But also, counterpoint, he was in Man with the Iron Fist too. So, you know, let's maybe let's, let's be careful. I'm just saying, maybe, just maybe, part of it as well as just the broadcast in and of itself. They need to figure out uh, how to, one, rein in Excalibur, because... How dare you? He sounds like he's had four and a half, five, <laughs> nine locos. The man's doing blow. You can't see his bloody nose under well, that mask. That's the issue. Is, is that, that like, how I do it? Is Excalibur? that what I need to do? Yes. Is that how I take my yes. podcast to the next level, Dan? <laughs> Just DMT it, brother. I'm just, I'm, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm already getting a little tired of Excalibur. Uh, Jim Ross needs to retire. Just yes. I don't know. I like Ross, but just I, okay. He needs to go away. So okay. So in your perfect mind, perfect world, whatever. Who, who is, who's the ideal cast for AEW to, to narrate? Do you get ex wrestlers? Do you get like old timey wrestling? I have it. I have it. Carrot top. It's a three man team. Bear with me here. I already don't like this, but go on. <laughs> it's, I uh, love bears. It's uh, Colin, Zach, and Dan. Oh! oh! We'll work for Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> Hot dog and a handshake! <laughs> or a hand job. Uh, who's, who's face, who's heel, and who's play-by-play? Uh, um, I'm face, you're heel, oh, he's play-by-play. Play. But he's not good at it. Yeah! <laughs> but he's Excalibur about it. <laughs> but he hey, wears a mask, I so people wear a are mask. into don't, it. Don't lie, Okay. <laughs> I'll do it for seven Chipotle's a week. No, sorry, he's face. I'm heel because I never shut the fuck up, and uh, you're just a dick. But people love you online for some reason. Yeah. So wait, that means you must be British because that's <laughs> what I've learned about American television. You cretins! Yeah. It's like Ooh. reading Shakespeare to a dog. Okay, so focus back. I'm looking forward to AW. Colin's not. Zach seems to be kind of leaning more towards yeah. I've had I a think, lot to drink. No, I know, but I, think <laughs> I don't know what I feel anymore. putting ball in the other court, I think Banks is actually buying into more AEW than just, he was New Japan. Are you going to finish that, by the way? Yes. <laughs> I, just, I just don't... I don't think I need an American alternative. Because I've got... Because you like trash. It's fine. you don't watch wrestling. Yeah. You just watch well, UFC instead. Well, I mean, that's kind of what it is. Is hey. that I'm like, I'm, I already get my appetite satiated by enough... Ooh, uh, SAT words. Satiated. <laughs> by enough New Japan... And, and in real fighting and UFC. Hey, yeah, because let's talk about an also an awesome alternative to UFC and WWE, which we all partook in. Bare knuckle boxing, boxing ladies and yeah, well, uh, we, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I thought it'd be a good. Segue. We'll cover that as they do more events. I was. I excited. mean, 
But well, no, it's, it's what is it's, there to talk is, about in bare knuckle boxing? But Polly Malinaji fucked up, yeah. and Paul Mag- Lobov Mag- seems like a cool. It's dude. a different sport. Polly, no, but no, that's a hundred percent your point. Like. There's yes. enough things to keep you to keep you your thirst well, slated. Uh, rather yeah, than yeah. Wrestling is hot as, and wrestling is cool. And wrestling's like on the rise again with stuff like Twitter and yeah, gifts yeah, yeah. and all this shit. But it's, like, it's a wrestler's age. You are now competing with a million other goddamn things in our life. Like, sure, yeah, wrestling's great, cool. Uh, I have Netflix. I have my Switch. I have like drugs to do. Like, you know, there's what? What are you gonna do to break into this? Break into that mind like share. Break into Concord this slice of my life to really demand Boy, this level this of my attention. This guy is drunk and speeding. <laughs> this is bro. <laughs> you said nine loco, and I showed the fuck up for work today. It's the seven a.m. Zach, and I did down. not. <laughs> it's fine, bro. Um, so we're gonna take a break real quick. <laughs> I'm gonna go try to come down. I don't think it's gonna work, but I'm gonna try. Guys. And we're gonna be right back with some UFC for you. <laughs> Take Zach. Yes! <laughs> Feel good! Are you still recording? <laughs> of course I am. You're scaring me. <laughs> I was like, you're borderline to Alex Jones right yes! now. <laughs> They're turning the frogs gay. <laughs> you were peaking so bad. Sorry. This whole show. I've got you turned halfway to what I normally have you at, and you're peaking <laughs> so bad. Peaking duck. Um, and we're back. Welcome back to Fight Forever, everybody. Hey, uh, is there something in the air? Because uh, all I can taste is fruit punch, artificial fruit punch, and um, and your heart ticking at an erratic rate. In the air that night, and the uh, stars so bright, Fernando and uh, four loco, nine loco, okay, eighteen loco. In regrets, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna embarrass, I'm gonna embarrass myself tomorrow when I listen to this sober. No, you're fine. What song was that from? What is that? Fernando. That's ABBA. That's ABBA. 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 I don't know any. I do not know anything about ABBA. Like all I know is Dancing Queen. Dancing Queen. Yeah, but that's probably it. But if you don't know, you don't know. You're We're not next to hey. you, you, you We're could a musical now. theater guy. So, 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 so. You could hold a gun to my head and I could possibly get Mamma Mia, but that's about Mama it. Mamma Mia. <laughs> I'm, I'm singing Mamma Mia. That's the song? Yeah. No, I If it did not if it did not appear in the chorus of the song that was featured in the commercial for the movie, I did not hear it. So that's it. Okay. Good. Abba. <sighs> cool. Okay. I'm Abba, looking it up. Bu- bu- Dancing Queen, The Winner Takes It All, Mamma Mia. Uh, uh, Didn't they do I Saw the Sign? Gimme, gimme, gimme. Uh, money, money, money. Fernando. They Waterloo. did I Saw the Sign, right? That was them? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> Who did I Saw the that Sign? Was, uh, I saw the sign. Uh, that was uh, Ace of Bates. Yeah, that was Ace of Bates. Oh, God damn. Forgive me. They, they were also uh, weird yeah. Europeans, right? They're all weird uh, Europeans. Yeah. Did I, I mark? Uh, was Ace of Base, and Ace of Base is oh, from Jesus. what country? 
Okay. Uh, uh, Swedish, so also a same as ABBA. So um, here. I, I, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Welcome to Fight Forever. No, no, no. Stop, 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 stop. The ever. world's most fanciful no, no, ABBA no, 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 podcast no, 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 on the internet. God damn it. It's the best ABBA <laughs> podcast. Stop, stop, stop. I really have to mark this because I did not mark this. So I made a mark. I'm making a mark to myself. Find where this actually started. You did not mark it in the right spot. Sober Zach. Go ahead. What are Zach's, we talking about UFC? Zach's over here like, <laughs> I'm going to do everything. I'm going to look up ABBA. I'm going to talk fight sports. I'm going <laughs> to talk fight sports. I'm going to talk ABBA. I'm going to look up. <laughs> Bro, come on. Come on. Give me a little credit. Listen, when I drink, I drink to win. I'm worried about this guy. <laughs> you should have put fucking, should have put the fucking five hour energy Hey, Zach, in how do you feel about Ben Askren? <laughs> We're getting to that. Calm down, oh, folks. Boy. Okay. So we're done with AEW. So let's roll on into. Okay, we did talk, or we kind of hinted at. I want to talk Bo- MMA. It's, it's <laughs> a, I was U- just going to say bare knuckle boxing real fast. Uh, the one fight we watched was. What's there to see? It's Malinaji versus uh, Lobov. So Lobov won. Malinaji bitched about it. Malinaji had previously been uh, some WBC like tiny weight. Yeah, he, he was a He's fucking pillow prime. fist. He got his ass beat. He bitched about it. It was interesting. I'll watch more. Yes. Moving so on. So what I want to say about bare knuckle boxing, though, is that I think that it's very evident that this is entirely a different sport from MMA and entirely a different sport from actual, actual real boxing. boxing. Yeah, no, no. It's Which, super cool. part of it is entirely because of how they structure it in the rounds. We have five, five two-minute two rounds. Yeah, it's Which, you were blitzing. I love so I you need to like throw fucking taters. Yeah, it's it's an offense heavy sport versus you can kind of wait it out, let him get gas. Because Malinaji's trying to faint and he thought he won. He thought he outboxed him. But it's like no, Bro, that's because not the rule you set. didn't make enough of a difference yeah. in the two minutes versus yeah. Artem getting more aggressive with you. Which I like because I, I like that by design it is not either. It is its own unique like in between and that's really what you have to do if you're trying I'm to offer an alternative product. Except it's yeah. very, very bloody and it kind of reminds me of, of some sports of a little bit of like an unprotected chair shot. I'm a little like this is unfortunate, but I'm still like it's so violent. But, but I'm gonna still watch. As with AEW, it's in its infancy, so I think give time, and if its success continues, it'll become. I think slightly that they need to start mainstream. at least doing knuckle like tape. Well, yeah, because people are getting cut like motherfuckers on bare if, knuckles, if, if, and it's awesome. If it were like AEW. They would lie about making it more fake than it actually is, because they said they gimmicked that chair, but they didn't. They didn't. They just fed that to Dave Meltzer to try to convince him. But no, I like it. It's really like yeah. I'm. I'm fucking sold on this. I, the next time, I didn't know Malinaji, and I kind of barely knew Lobov. But the next time they have a card, my dad, I'm gonna be him. there. And well, yeah, like, sure, fuck I, it. I, I refer to my dad when it comes to like boxing matters, and he's like, yeah, Malinaji. He's like. He's kind of just a has been who like really he was uh, thought he was better than he ever really was, and then bitched about getting his ass kicked because he's past his prime, fighting a guy that's better, more rounded, and has taken more punches to the face raw from a UFC guy. Well, here's here's the here's the fun thing. Andrew um, for the win. I kind of care a little more about this than I do uh, Bellator. So you know they must be doing something right. How dare you talk about hasbeenfest.org. <laughs> dot org dot org <laughs> sorry um pasture prime dot net, dot net. there's no way uh, they would get slash net. geocities dot they would 100% USA. have an angel so, fire 
I, I do want to talk yeah, about something that UFC was very, very important in a UFC. Yeah. House. Um, and what I've actually <laughs> written down here in my notes is a UFC. Uh, where do we go? Well, okay. I would, well, okay. My, my thought, like, legitimately, is starting with um, into the mic, Daniel. My thought of starting Thank with UFC you. would be the Naganu at the uh, the. Uh, Forgetting the damn title, the one, uh, the heavyweight uh, ever. No, yeah, the fight with him and, and uh, Junior Dos Santos that took place at the exact same time as Fighter Fest, because yeah. we'll be honest with you, folks, we were bouncing back and forth, and hundred percent. Naganu and their free fight was every bit more entertaining than Fighter Fest was, but we're also all marks for Naganu because Fist of Yaris. Yeah, check out our previous episode. I, I, I think, I think more than maybe he's not necessarily a. F- Fully fledged Portly Squad member in his he is in his mind in his BMI. So, but 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 Naganu really brought the eat. current indication, the if current he, incarnation of this podcast yeah. together. So I I, I do want to say just on a bigger picture, just like zooming out on UFC. Yeah. Uh, the issue that I'm good, 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 good. seeing is UFC uh, has painted they painted themselves into a corner. With that's literally the name they, of their game. Well, and how they've uh, really set up every division, I feel like. So let's just go from the top down here right quick. Sure. Right now, the heavyweight issue is we have Stipe Miocic versus Daniel Cormier, who is on the brink of retirement, is already tried to retire, and they keep pulling him back in. Money. And money. It's a hell of a thing. It's though. a hell and of a thing. The problem is, we've tied up the heavyweight division and Daniel Cormier. It was almost not a smart decision because Cormier, there's always going to deme- there's gonna be a demand for Cormier Jones 3. 100%. And the problem is, now we have the whole division on hold. We've got a fucking hulking now uh, confident again, Ngannou. Francis yeah, Ngannou, yeah, yeah. waiting in the wings, uh-huh. ready to fucking go because he took no damage from Junior Dos Santos, yep. no, yeah, he waiting for the winner of down. Miocic versus Cormier, and we've got John Jones, who has no competition at light heavyweight right yep. now. So, so, to me, it's a very simple one. You let Miocic and Stipe go round two, Right. Yes. You mean Cormier and Stipe, yeah. Stipe versus himself. It's really it really is a man versus self kind of story we're telling oh, here. Okay. Stipe Naganu. fighting his Naganu demons. Stipe fought before, yes? Uh yes. yes. Stipe, oh, yeah. Stipe stuffed him. Yeah, yeah. shut and him down. Totally yeah. fucking he, yeah, so, he sat on him for now, a half hour. Here's your thing. The let DC go out, okay, D, DC passed it to Stipe because Stipe even though DC's better, I wonder if a fresh Stipe, he hasn't fought in a while, he had his baby, he's had a moment clarity. DC's wanting to mentally go out, so he's like, "Look, if I lose, maybe I can fucking leave finally." Doesn't matter the paycheck. You let him. You let him bounce. Then you get Stipe to go against Naganu again. Then if Naganu takes it, or if he doesn't, it doesn't matter. You get Jones to bounce up, and then boom! Oh no, there's your crazy shit. And whoever loses is gonna fight the other one, and then you build this kind of three-way love triangle feud. The the issue though is that if Daniel Cormier wins. The whole division is on hold. Um, because we have Jones, or we have Ngannou, and Ngannou's waiting, but Cormier 
you know, he's always there's always going to be the demand for Jones. And Jones right now, the problem is Jones has nowhere to go but heavyweight. Right yeah, now. yeah. Um, Unless he goes bantamweight. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he weighs 82 pounds and cuts off both legs and still wins a title. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. Thanks, juicing. <laughs> All them picograms look, made look, him overweight. Look, those picograms are within expected norms. He is not juicing any more than he has already. He is not any more of a cheater than he was what's, when he was first a cheater. What's wrong with Jack Lane's Juice Plus? I don't understand. But here's the issue even at middleweight right now. We have Israel Adesanya yeah. and Robert Whitaker mm-hmm. coming up. Uh, we have this uh, huge promotion uh, basically for Australia, New Zealand area. Um, and that's really, really gonna hype up the international scene. But Whitaker is injury prone, and that's gonna be an issue for them. Um, and that I think is pretty risky. Like, I'm wondering if Whitaker doesn't make it to the Adesanya fight, if they're just gonna fucking strip him and put it on Adesanya as the interim champion. Um, because how long can we really have middleweight up in the air? It has been up in the air truly since Bisping GSP. That was UFC 217. That's when we were on 239. That, that was when, wasn't that when we picked UFC back up full time? Yeah. It's been like years. Two years. It's literally been years. So that's middleweight. Welterweight now. We have quite a clusterfuck because we have. Okay, Kamaru Usman, not healthy currently. No, nope. we don't know when the fuck he's coming back so, because he just got well, out of surgery. You we don't know when Woodley, he's who got hurt in that fight, Woodley then wants Kobe a rematch. Covington. We've got Lawler versus Covington right now because Woodley isn't healthy enough to take so on we Lawler. Have, yeah, we have to give it to we have to give it to Lawler. What and about, come, uh, we have Dos to give it to Covington. Uh, Dos Santos just no, uh, Dos Anjos. Dos Anjos. Yeah. Sorry. Rafael Dos Anjos, he just lost, I believe. He's coming off of some losses. He's not really in the title right. picture. Long shot, Darren um, Till versus so Darren Till's. I was about to say, the only thing in terms of like big name welterweight, here's what I predict is going to happen, by the way. Okay. After this Masvidal yeah, uh, yeah. situation with, uh, oh with Askren, Jesus. I think Askren is now going to have to be on a path of redemption. Yeah. The yeah. fight that he's been asking for since he got signed in the UFC was him versus Darren Till. Probably because well, yeah. well, it seems like it's going to be a solid pickup for him. That would be... Now he needs it. Yeah, shit. Yeah, he fest, really needs yeah, it. He needs, he needs to... Yeah. He'll probably main event a fight night with That's that. not... And that's... For a guy that's his third fight into the UFC, that's honestly not a terrible spot. Who's at a 50% average? Okay. Yeah, sir. Yeah, he's had... He's when had this, listen, he's, well, in the, he's in the record books in I'd one of the most spectacular knockouts yeah. of all time. You show him the respect yeah. he deserves I, as a fucking... True, I'll come at him with a knee that two knee. seconds in. I mean, I would say, though, he's not even at a 50... He's at a 25% ratio. Because we can call uh, Lawler versus Askren kind of no, half a no, win. No, no. Listen, um, a W is a W, man. Roy <laughs> Big Country Nelson taught me he that. He got one. robbed against Masvidal. He gave the thumbs up. He wasn't he, out. That man headbutted that man's knee, and he gave right. the thumbs up. So, Sorry, where, where do you game. put Wonder Boy in, in this equation? Uh, I, do, I don't. Wonder Boy <laughs> just got knocked the out by Pettis. Okay. Um, 
So he's not doing so hot right now. So well, his stock is going do you, down. Do you expect a Pettis versus Till over a say a Pettis versus Askren? I, um, I think that Pettis versus Till would be a fucking insane fight. But Pettis right now is probably headed into a fight at welterweight against Nate Diaz. Also, yeah, because Diaz is very promising in like fight. Two in the mic, Dan. T- Diaz is coming. Nate yeah. Diaz is coming back. Yeah, he and Pettis are fighting in UFC 241. So in August. Yeah. So those yeah. two, yeah, are actually going at it. And then the next one is DC and Stipe in two months in August. So that should actually be pretty damn cool. But I feel like DC is going to take it, though. But again, if he's wanting out, do you just say, eh, and take it and eat it and pass it back to Stipe and then, hey, oh, no, I lost and go. No, see, I think there's... There's a weird bit of that, like, pride versus... There's you know, a pride thing, and I think there's an amount of money... On the line, money matters for fighters. It's weird. How many zeros? So we've got an issue, though. I I, I still want to go back to this because I never finished my point about welterweight. Um, the interim title for no reason, no purpose, truly the interim title. Uh, we have Colby Covington holding it, but uh, he's defending against. Lawler, are you okay? I'm fine. We're Keep making, talking. We're making. I, I feel like I'm just talking into the ether right now. Lawler <laughs> is defending Lawler Covington, Covington and Lawler. Yes, Listen, I got the names but, right. Don't give me the shit about the order. I got I the names even, right. I don't even think necessarily though. Uh, the winner of Lawler Covington is going to fight for the title next. Because Masvidal now is considered the people's number one contender. That's not rankings, though. Like, I mean, it kind of is, though. The dude just got the fastest one. Okay. Askren's five. You could argue that's a Wait. fluke, though. Askren's five. Masvidal's four. Was four. So I think Masvidal's going to move up in the rankings. But not necessarily to one. But he might move to two. He'll go to and one right now is Woodley, who just came off of a loss. So, so, so what? What are you saying here? It does. Does this mean? Does this mean Woodley Masvidal and then a, well, okay, a lo- so the Lawler Askren rematch? As of, as of UFC.com right now, uh, Usman's champ. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Woodley's number one. Sure. Co- Covington's two. Dos Anjos is three. Masvidal's now four. Askren's five. Till is six, Wonderboy seven, Pettis is eight, and uh, Lawler's ten. And I'll stop there. Lawler, and Lawler's ten? Yeah. Lawler's Lawler's I mean, he's yeah. coming off of a loss right now that wasn't entirely, sure. you know, a clean loss. But right now, Lawler is kind of recovering from... Uh, a long, long uh, pass the way out. So we know? don't have Lawler in a match currently. Lawler is in a match. He's with Covington. So that's 100%. Yeah, that is 100%. Yes. Okay, cool. Lawler Covington for the interim title. Yes. Okay. Okay. So let's dive into real fast. 239 and a couple others going in. So uh, what I have right now on 239, because this is my where do we go from here situation. Yeah, yeah. Askren. I think... He's going. He got knocked uh, the fuck out. I think that he's going uh, to go fight Darren Till. I think that that's what's coming up for him. How long? Um, it'll take six seconds. Don't worry. How long is Askren on this shelf? Do we see possibly? We don't know. Okay, I guess that's the difference. It's like I wonder if there's possibly an Askren 
Till's a, got some legal issues that he's got to tie up as well. So is there an is there a chance for an Askren Covington? Uh, that would be great, but Covington has to lose against Lawler. Well, that's what I'm saying. If if, so if Covington has if, to drop the ass, ring, assuming so the the, the a Covington loses in a quick fashion that doesn't injure him for so long, and possibly their recovery's timeout. You know what I mean? I think that's a strong possibility and a very fun possibility. Yeah. Uh, just for the shit talking glory, I would but enjoy I that. Don't know if Askren's gonna keep the same tone coming off of this loss. Um, so far, what he said, and it's actually kind of hilarious. Yeah. His uh, his silence break, like what he said on Twitter. Yeah, because he tweeted that night in the hospital. He oh, tweeted, well, "Well, that sucked." No, I listened <laughs> to no, 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 no. I listened to him on uh, Ariel Hawani's MMA show. And yeah, like, yeah. He, he talked about. He it. was he was very. Almost gracious for a guy that shit talks that much. He's like, you know what? Yeah, I, he owned it a hundred percent. And like, I'm fucked up. And George, he still calls him George because he's a shithead. But he's like, you know, George Masvidal, he fucking, he got me. You know, and it's fine. Well, I don't remember you know, much, but humility goes a long way though because it shows that you're like you recognize you're not perfect and you got knocked mm. the well, fuck out. The, in five well, places. you can't, you can't, knee done. bro. You can't talk shit when you are the recipient of the fastest KO in UFC history. Yeah, like all he has to come with that. Your only play is like, you know what? Fair play to the man. He was just a better man that night. He came in like a spider monkey (laughs) on Mountain Dew. Put my ass down. So, uh, speaking of, by the way, somebody who needs to take a slice of humble pie. Holly uh, Holm? Not quite. Nunez. Holly has plenty uh, to be proud of. She does. I'll get into that. But Luke Rockhold. Is somebody definitely because here's the issue. Luke Rockhold would have been a great prospect for Jones if he would have won. But Jan Blaskovitz is not a good uh, prospect for Jones like that. It's just going to be boring fight. Jones has that in the bag. At least Luke Rockhold as a model for Ralph Lauren would have been a real sexy sort of matchup for Jones. That would have been a huge name and a former title holder at middleweight. Only if he would have, if they would have allowed him to fight in his underwear, like not UFC fights, but if he could actually fight in Ralph Lauren underwear, I would have actually bought that pay per view. But no, sorry, sorry, Dana, you don't. Apparently, you don't want my money. Don't give me Luke Rockhold. Don't give me a loser in in his underwear. You jerk. A shame. It's terrible. I know. No, it was, it was kind of stunning to see Rockhold lose like that in like a, an extremely like oh god boy well, it's probably at least, it's, at it's least prob- he made it to round two okay he, he made, made it, it to round he two made it better Bro, than listen, did. listen you have you are better than I don't know what 80 90% of most of the other people in your field here you have potential outside of the octagon let it go man call Poor it a career Luke I think I think since um, I mean it may have been since Bisping because I, I don't know if y'all know what really happened with Rockhold. Um, he beat Chris Weidman in a shock win. Uh, Weidman was coming off of several injuries after Silva was holding the title for a while. And then Rockhold basically choked him the fuck out in this shock win. On Rockhold's first title defense, everybody's on their phone. No, I'm please keep in his shock title defense. <laughs> Bro... I can multitask. Yes. You have given me energy drinks. I am on it. Easy. 
So in his first title defense, it was a short notice fight with Michael Bisping. Yeah. And this was going to be a rematch because Rockhold fucking schooled Bisping the first time. So he didn't take Bisping seriously, and he kept saying over and over again, this is going to be over with quick. And first round, Bisping caught him with a left hook and knocked him the fuck out brutally. So Bisping is now in this upset title holder. Um, after that, Rockhold went into a fight for the number one contendership with Yoel Romero, who is coming up and is this unstoppable Cuban allegedly roid taker and juice fanatic. Yes. Just I just look at he, him. He might be yeah, he's 40 and he looks like he looks. Um <laughs> and somehow he's 185. Somehow. Magic, okay. magic. So uh he took on Yo Romero. Yo Romero KO'd him even yes, fucking yes. worse. Boy, look like Terra Cruz. And then uh Rockhold um, <laughs> keep talking. What are you doing? Don't mind me. Keep talking. They don't have to know. <laughs> hey, Yo Romero's nickname is the Soldier of God. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. It's Rockhold, a mouthful, but it's good. Rockhold tries to move up. Yeah, and he thinks. I mean, everybody thinks that uh, maybe his chin isn't compromised. Maybe it's just the weight cut. He's getting older. Yeah, yeah. You know, he needs to move up a weight class. Maybe he's. You know, fighting at 205 is going to do him a lot of good. He sizes up. He looks like a fucking stud. He fights Jan Blaskovitz. Same fucking thing. Yeah. Out by round two in yeah. a brutal fucking left hook. And the problem is also, Look what I'm skipping shit. over here is all of his injuries. His shin was fucked up, and that was delaying his uh, 205 debut. He uh, had all these, like, weird fucked up crazy injuries he broke his jaw in this fight and this is the second time he's broken his jaw he's yeah. listen he's had I, I don't think you can say he's had a bad run but and it's probably time to call it yeah I, I think that the issue here is uh, we have somebody who he talks a mean game uh-huh. he knows how to hype a fight yeah but he doesn't have the W's on his side anymore. And I think it's only going to go downhill from here because I think he's uh, getting the Chuck Liddell issue where he's just you blow on him and he just they're just fragile. Like, I, I know Dana has like appreciation for guys of that era because that was a very like uh, well, and uh, Rockhold's a little bit more recent, but still. It's well, like, then, but I mean, I mean, even coming out of like that that big like, oh my god, we're gonna die if this fucking reality show doesn't pay off. Like guys that were like able to keep people engaged after that transition. But even Dana now says uh, it's Chuck's time. gotta let it go. Yeah, and you know he's he's still holding on to Diego Sanchez, who's from Ultimate Fighter One, but uh, Diego's at least you know he's not getting KO'd. He's no, getting he, yeah, he dominated, just, yeah. but then again, his last Not fight was against Mickey Gall, and he fucked up Mickey Gall. Fucked him up bad. <laughs> um, so, no, it, it's it's a real... Give him the gallstones. God. So, here's some issues uh, that I wanted to move into. Yeah, yeah, next. please, let's, let's go on. Amanda Nunes and John Jones. Uh, they're both really aggressive men. They're... Being regarded as ghosts, okay. <laughs> but they're out of opponents. 
Yeah, there are. So the question begs to be asked: Is like, the, are they only goats because of the timing in their championships? I feel like similar to say, uh, Linus Lewis. Yeah, he's seen as one of the greatest of the heavyweights of boxing. But is it only because he was at a time where there was really no actual good adversary? I don't. I mean, know. it's easy to ask that as an armchair, you know, speculator. Yeah, but you get in there and fight for the women's bantamweight, and you tell me she's not a goat. Yeah. You piece of shit. Take, take one leg kick from Amanda Nunes for fifty oh, grand. I will. Oh God, I'd I'd fucking dissolve on the spot, man. I'm not even gonna lie. My bone liquefies. But like, isn't Sevchenko in this spot? Like, isn't UFC it should be putting? Because, I mean, aren't they putting too many? Don't they have the best at the top of these ranks, well, and they just can't? There's nothing to put against the issue. them anymore. Shevchenko fought Nunes twice. Oh yeah, and if, if you fucking... watch Shevchenko Nunes too. There's an argument that Shevchenko won. Yes. Um, but uh, she fought and lost against Nunez twice. Nunez is clearly bigger than her. Yeah. And if it goes to decision, because Shevchenko is this Russian fucking badass and can take the punishment that Nunez deals. But not necessarily get it back on her. Like, like yeah. It's, yeah. If it, again, if it runs to a decision, like really, yeah, nobody's ever gonna be able to uh, really KO Shevchenko because she just she can fucking take it. Yeah, she's. <laughs> I've been I've been taking shit on the chin since fucking the age of eight because yeah. Russian. Rushka. But <laughs> Shevchenko uh, is just smaller. Um, yeah, you're dealing yeah. with somebody so who is issue. you know. Nunez is a 145er comfortably. Sure. And is barely making 135 versus Shevchenko, who is easily making 130. So the comfortable weight of Shevchenko is yeah, 135. Yeah, And the, she's like, really cutting at 120. But, but, but again, you have these people that are basically unassailable at the top of their at, at their ranks. Mm. Like, you, you have a series of... It's it's a good recipe for wrestling when you can fix the outcomes when you have these undefeatable champs and you you'll line up behind any fucking contender who can give these people a run for their money. But when you have these many in UFC, like you've got Nunez and you've got Jones, is again I think Sevchenko at a point where it's like, oh my god, what the fuck are they gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> How are you filling pay per views for the next year? Shevchenko has no real competition. Nunez has Make no real man. competition. Yeah, I mean, Amanda Nunes, I guess, is just going to fight Henry Cejudo and take his both of his belts. You know okay. what? Triple goat. I'm for it. Listen. I'm listen. 100% Quadruple it. goat. Shevchenko will snap kick that boy into submission. The champ, as long champ, as champ, he champ. Can't, unless she, unless yeah. he can wrestle her down, listen. she's got a good striking chance. So I saw, I watched Impact. Any woman with a chin and two fists <laughs> has a <laughs> yeah, chance. Yeah, fine. I, I went, an offspring tattoo. I went, to, uh, I went to Impact on Sunday. Uh, and the main event was Sammy Callahan versus uh, Tessa Blanchard, and it's the first time an intergender match has ever main evented a, a major wrestling company. Now, of course, that's generous to impact calling them major, but my point is, <laughs> and my point is, combat sports. Andy weird Kaufman, weird. Thank you. Did not main event a pay per view. They had close circuit purview. at best in the seventies. My, my my point is, we are now at a point in the combat sports realm, even if you want to consider maybe wrestling kind of on the outskirts of the MMA bubble. My point is, <laughs> I want to see Nunes fight too, though. I, I just I would pay a woman, top dollar for that. I just honestly. watch a woman beat the shit out of a guy for like 15 and a half minutes. 
So fucking, what else are they gonna do? I I don't know. So I don't know. I think overall, what I have to say about both wrestling and about MMA right now. I mean, specifically where we're at in terms of wrestling as a whole, and where we're at at specifically UFC. Um, not all of MMA, but specifically UFC. I think that we're in an odd transitional phase. Um, UFC's kind of at this crossroads uh, coming into the ESPN era um, where they're really trying to develop uh, these new uh, names. Yeah. But some of these names are getting pushed too hot, too fast in Darren Till, in yeah. um, Ben yeah, Askren. Yeah. Um, it, but it, that's why they get humbled to reestablish it. Like, Till well, was but, on a, a rocket, and then he got put in his place but, but, by but, but, but Askren got the world's fastest knocked the fuck out let, let, with the knee to the face. Let he me, got cocky, bought into the hype, and didn't check his guard immediately. I think, that, I think though, that we're getting uh, stars that the UFC didn't really uh, foresee. I think that okay. Jorge Masvidal... Is the star so, so that the some UFC that slept on versus others yeah. who they tried to strap a yeah. rocket to well, that didn't? Yeah, yeah. Didn't well, because again, I think I think UFC, I think UFC's has its issues picking stars. Because again, I think they wanted us to like Cody No Love. I think that was their guy. Nope. And then fucking Dillashaw fucking beat the shit. Dillashaw. Dillashaw got his shit packed by Cejudo, who was a guy in a fucking orphan division that they weren't going to do shit with anymore. And now Cejudo... Yeah, he's both. He's he's fucking undeniable. And Cejudo... And they traded away the the face of the division already. They can't fucking get rid of the flyweights if they tried. They they did try. And now Cejudo is... Super mega flyweight. Is an internet pound boy. Fucking Cejudo's new nickname is the Cringe King. Like, why? Why? Well, um, he, he he he's, he's embracing it. I mean, he just does a lot. Why of, is he the cringe king? Well, well he does a lot of cringy antics, <laughs> and people were like, "Yikes, you're cringy!" And he's like, "You know what? I'm the cringe king, baby." And so now he's doing shit like showing up to weigh-ins in a fucking cape and pulling rabbits out of a hat. God damn it! That's oh, so crazy. Son of a bitch. Like, listen, listen. If you if you can't be, you're gonna show up. You're gonna put fucking. You're gonna show up and you're gonna put shit on your Instagram with the Bella Twins and not be convincing that you're you know comfortable around either of them. It's like, oh boy, wow, Sahuda, man, you were ooh selling yeah. fights. Maybe it's not, not even your... like cringe king like Tyson Fury, like Tyson Fury is like almost endearing. And how because he's been he's behaving. He's just a big, fat, big fella. Exactly. <laughs> he just wants Sing love. Aerosmith. And so he wants love and to clobber you and to sing. Don't want to miss a thing. is a tiny little man who doesn't look comfortable in his own skin sometimes. Much less Tyson Fury. He's this big, dumb fucking oaf. He's like, yeah, okay. I can buy you. You're a goof. Versus, oh my god. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's a fucking mess. I think we're overall in a huge transition and I want to say on this episode of Fight Forever right now to really hit that this time is about this, that really all that I can say about AEW, about UFC, about all of this is we just got to wait and see, you know? Keep talking. No, 100%. Because, again, it's the, 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 
fun thing about transitions is that they're all they all seem nice and concise and like obvious in retrospect, but it took it takes blood and sweat and tears and awkward lots of awkward timing and waiting around on your hands for it to like to mark these actual true changing. Like these these eras shifting. Because again, are going, you looking up cringy shit? Yes. Did? Yeah, you've already got him cape and crown, and people are comparing it to. Like, I want to see MMA magic tricks. <laughs> they were like, Henry Cejudo's over here acting like tricks are for kids. God damn it! They're like, it's like if Connor started adding like a tablespoon of vanilla syrup to Proper Twelve. <laughs> Just cringy. Yep. Yeah, boy, the flavored line of Proper Twelve. My God. <laughs> oh, look, what's more cringy? Cejudo Nine doing, logos. Let, well, shut Nine up. Nine logos those are flavored del- proper 12. Bro. I Nine think, and 12 and six to four. I Y'all are both mean, too much for me today. I think you mean podcast juice because I'm getting one of these every time I record. <laughs> I'm on my fucking game tonight and I feel great. He's going to listen back to this and he's going to be like, never again. Never again. <laughs> this has been fine forever. Uh, if you like what we're doing, follow us on Twitter or Facebook at Hey, I made that pro. We're fine purveyors. Why are you molesting me? The fine purveyors of podcasts like Handsy on the eighteen loco, like Fight Forever or the forthcoming. Loco. Oh my! What? That's four of these things. Oh my! Sixty nine loco. More I, like could, I could handle it. Um, Challenge like accepted. The fine purveyors of podcasts like Fight Forever or the forthcoming. Frame and perfect. Ugh. You'll see more about that on our next Took episode. Four sips, and I'm just, I'm coming down from a sugar rush. Uh, the music <laughs> swelling up oh, under my voice right now is Mo Goodley. No, it's well, Ryder sorry. Johnson. Thank you. You passed the test. Ryder Goodley. Ryder Johnson, and the epi- the other episode <laughs> music is Mo Goodley. And God damn, I really am kind of drunk and buzzed on this shit. Ooh. No um, one knows unless you tell them. Bro, we told them at the beginning. That's the cold open. Uh, I don't think there's anything else. Uh, follow us on social media. Sh- like, sh- comment, and subscribe. Um, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to say any more. I probably made an ass more out of myself than I need to. <laughs> uh, Music tonight has been brought to you by Dutch Mantel. You're all pregnant. Here's the Music. <laughs> <laughs>